What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I'm going to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 96.1, and we are continuing our playthrough of God of War. Um, today I have with me Matt. Hello. And if you can hear some trepidation in my voice, uh, that is <laughs> because <laughs> I thought I put a good amount of time into this, but apparently I made no progress whatsoever. Yeah, it's it's an interesting part of the the game. I mean, I I had exactly the same sentiment. I uh, I feel like I put a lot of time into it. I had a good time, and it, it, the game is really like settled into its groove, right? You know, you we're still learning new things, but you know, I've got a good handle on the combat. You know, and and it's settled into this rhythm of traversal and boss fights, and you know, all the all the things we discussed last week about you know, the, the various chests and, you know, doing a lot of searching off the beaten path and trying to find all the, the little secrets, which, you know, we can get into, you know, in, in more depth later. But, you know, all these things together mean maybe maybe a lot of my time wasn't necessarily forward progress. Yeah. Uh, and also, knowing that this game is quite lengthy for this type of game, I expect to be in the thick of it for a good couple of weeks. Right, this isn't a twelve-hour game like a lot of these, you know, story action games tend to be. Yeah, I think you could easily sink in about twenty hours into this. Um, one of the things that I I do find endearing about it is how everything loops around. So, um, the last we left off, we we had just entered Alfheim, which is the the elf world or the elf realm. And, um, or, or the Alf realm, the Alf realm, the aliens, and their love of cats. Um, <laughs> but essentially, what we did was a dungeon here. So I keep referencing the Legend of Zelda because it. I feel like this is the best way to describe this. It feels like when you go into this realm. You are in a large open space solving puzzles and figuring out how to make it to the end of this area. And by doing. Which I still find fascinating because I have not really played and loved a Zelda like ever. Have you played many Zeldas? I have started a few Zeldas. Which ones have you started? Uh, The Super Nintendo one? Link to the Past? Yep, that's a good one. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Okay, yes, that I have never really done much there either. Yep, didn't really like it to be honest with you. I I enjoyed what I played of it. Um, could have done without the whole breaking of weapons thing, but I can look past that. Um, so how, Link, how, Link's how, Awakening. I started. Okay, yeah, the the Switch yeah. version. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, how how far did you make it in those games? Not very far. Have you made it to... Did you ever make it to a dungeon in those games? I don't think so. Okay. Have you ever played Darksiders? No. Okay. Well... I have all of them. I have the War Mastered Editions and, and whatever they are. I, I really want to play them. Okay. So the very first Darksiders, 
felt like a mature version of a Zelda game. Uh, the reason why is because Zelda has this pretty much a tried and true formula where you go to a dungeon and you solve puzzles in this dungeon to eventually get an item. This item helps you solve some of the puzzles in this dungeon, but you can also reach other parts of other dungeons by using this item. So it's one of those things of you go into an area, you get an item to help you solve the area, and now you're going to use that item throughout the rest of the game. God of War feels a lot like that because it feels like you're in this large open area, but you you know where to go, but you can't get there yet. You have to solve puzzles or go through these areas to fight these enemies and unlock paths. Yeah, then, it is very much gated by these items. Yes. A lot of Zelda, when you finish the dungeon, you kind of warp back to the beginning. God of War doesn't do that. And this is what I find endearing about it because it makes you, at least with this first, this first realm, it makes you go back through what you just did. Sure, there's a few shortcuts here and there that you've unlocked, but you're going back through this area. So it's not like, it's not like you, you, you start it and then, oh, well, we beat the boss of this area, so we can just go back to the beginning of the area. Yeah, warp out. Yeah, you can't, you can't just warp out. You have to walk back. Um, and, it, it feels uh, like you you referenced uh, last week a little bit like a Souls game in that sense because you're 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 unlocking new ways to traverse the same area. Yeah, and I found a couple of good examples of that later in in this play session as well. That you know I, I do kind of like that because it means that the world fits together more, and you know I it may have some gameplay benefit, but to me, it's that part of it. Means in my mind, is them really having designed these levels well, and coupled with still what I remember from the first Pax East, really, and, and sitting down and listening to Naughty Dog talk about level design. Uh, you know, and when they really spend a lot of time talking about the idea that you should be able to see your destination, and you may we've weave into the mountain, but then you're going to come back and you're going to see your destination again to continually kind of reinforce what you're trying to do so you're not just kind of lost in the dungeon. Yeah. Right? There's this constant reminder of the goal, and they do that really well in this game too, and that's something I, I, I'm, I think I just have a short attention span, but I, I really like when a game makes the long-term goal very clear, and then like the chapter-sized goal very clear, and then like the, the minute-to-minute goal very clear. I, I it just it's a lot easier i don't you know i don't know i get a little bit i don't want to get and that that was one of my biggest problems with zelda is i i just i found that i was like lost out in the wilderness if i put the game down for a week and i'm just like i pick it back up and i'm just in the wilderness hacking at bushes i don't really know what i'm supposed to do and you know i just kind of just kind of got bored because i it wasn't clear enough to me what i needed to do i think this game does a good job of of kind of reinforcing that I I completely agree because they constantly remind you of what you need to do. Even if it's I'm looking around the room, eventually Atreus will be like, hey, what's that? Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, thanks. Maybe it's because I'm an old man now. <laughs> I don't have time for your crap. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, it shows good game design is what it is and that's exactly what this game has 
and to have so a dungeon in Legend of Zelda usually is in the grand scheme of things a dungeon in Zelda is not that big. Typically maybe three floors with five to six rooms per floor kind of thing. In mm-hmm. God of War, just this first realm felt like you were in a whole other world. Like it was just as big as the Lake of Nine. You know? Yeah. And that to me is very impressive. How they, they, they sculpted an entire realm that you're not going to be in this entire time. But you, you know, it stands out. It feels like it was, it was part of the whole game kind of thing. And, and the world, right? Yeah. Like, you know, these realms all fit together. So it, you know, it feel, it feels integral. It doesn't feel like, oh, you've stumbled on this random new place and you do it. And, you know, one of my problems with, uh, with Dead Space was that the levels felt a bit random to me. Right. And like, I, I, you know, I enjoyed them, but it just felt like, how big a game do you want to make? You can just keep slotting in these random levels and you keep ending up back at the same place anyway. And it, and it, it, it lacked sort of a, a drive and a continuity of, of storyline here. Like you, you know, the setting, you know, the context, you know, this is one of the realms. It's one of the key realms. And so, you know, it can't really go on forever. It can't go beyond nine really. Uh, you know, and for whatever that's worth, you know, it, it, it grounds it a bit more for me. And I, I like that. Absolutely. So, uh, I haven't yet got to what I wanted to say was I didn't make it very far. Um, I felt like I had, um, but there was a few reasons why my job has become insane again. Uh, so I wasn't, I didn't, I there was like two days where I couldn't play anything because I had to work 12 hours and wake up at 2 a.m. And when I got home, I passed out. Um, so it's it, it was kind of a rough time. Unfortunately, it's going to be a rough time for the next couple of weeks because I'm working 68 hours next week. So Yeah, that's pretty wild. Even yes. when I'm like working 60 hours a week, it's, you know, it's Monday through Friday, so... I can wake up Saturday morning and usually just uh, patter around, drink a whole pot of coffee, and you know, s- slay some demons. Yeah, unfortunately, I do not have that luxury right now. Uh, I'll be working every single day. Yeah. Um, but uh, as much as I did play, we can talk about. So I did finish Alfheim, and I went back to the Lake of Nine, so we can talk about what happens there. So, um, we, we just entered Alfheim where we left off. Uh, the witch got pulled back into the, the world tree warp zone. <laughs> uh, and we have to go on. So, uh, the first thing was she noticed that there was something wrong with the light. Uh, the light, you should be able to see it pretty much anywhere in this world. Uh, but it is being, uh, darkened by something. Uh, so the first thing we notice is that this world is covered with this like corruptive sinew. 
Yeah, sinew or sludge. There's a lot of sludge, too. Yeah. Uh, and it seems to be coming due to uh, this certain type of elf that is waging war against the light elves. So there are dark elves and light elves in this realm. And uh, apparently they have been waging a war. And it seems like the dark elves have won. Uh, it, certainly seem more aggressive. Well, the, the light elves, you see a few light elves like getting murdered <laughs> yeah. by the dark elves. And, of course, they see us and are instantly like, oh, outsiders, let's kill them. Um, and the first thing that strikes me is this looks nothing like any type of elf I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, my first thought was actually, like, <laughs> the aliens in Avatar. A little bit. Cause just because they're kind of blue and... Floating around, yeah, they're, yeah, they are, they are different looking. So these are basically like insects. They're humanoid insects that can fly, um, and well, the first thing they can use like weird, like explosive magic. They can set you on fire. They can also blind yeah. you. Also, you jam you with a spear. Yeah, they all use spears. Tridents, right? Yeah, tridents looking uh but um there's constantly one throughout this entire level he looks kind of like a chieftain or something who pops up and yells something at you but then flies away and uh no doubt that that's going to be your end boss <laughs> yes. from the from the moment you see him right yeah because kratos is constantly like he'll be back <laughs> <laughs> That won't be the last time we see him. But, uh, yeah, going through this area, um, Atreus gets uh, captured or, or cornered a few times. Mm -hmm. um, and we have to help him out. Um, you start to see a little bit more of the bond between Kratos and Atreus here. Um, yeah, and all sides of it, like... Kratos trying to teach him, but also Kratos not interested in any of his sass. Yeah. Or, or you know, or, or any of his words, even. Uh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, the, so there's, there's, oh man, how, how do I even start with this? Because it's, that's what's so good about this game is that they, they stack, they give you a problem and they say, you need to solve this problem. And then they stack problems on top of each other. But they never overwhelm you with them. So the first thing, you got to figure out how to make this bridge appear. Well, the bridge won't appear unless you uh, get the the symbols correct. So we can do the sand the sand thing with Atreus. We do that, but then there's something blocking the light crystal to bring the light bridge up. So we then have to travel down to where that light crystal is and defeat the corruption there. After that, we then have to make it back up to the bridge. And then we got to go inside the temple-looking area. Well, the door doesn't work, so we have to find a way around. It's like, it's like this happened because of this, and then this happened because of this. And 
it never feels like it never feels like you're you having to go out of your way for something. It's okay. I made progress. Now you have to progress from here. Yep. Um, yeah. The det- the detours aren't very long, so you don't end up. You know, de- you, like uh, again, just keeping you on your main mission. There are a lot of little detours, but they're not so long that they become the goals rather than the detours from the goals. Exactly. You, you're never you're never completely distracted from something. You're doing this to to get to there. You know exactly why you're doing this kind of thing. Um, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to think like besides just saying we made it to the center um it's cuz there's so much intricate details in here. Yeah, I mean they also start giving you the puzzles. One of the things I like is that not every new area gives you a new mechanic that you need to use. I like that they just are putting some spins on on mechanics. Like there, there's one part as as we're traversing towards the center here where, well, I mean there's the, there's the main thing about to open doors you need to like line up the the glowing bits and throw your axe through multiple. Yeah, to defeat the corruption that's holding everything. Yep, and that's not necessarily new or complicated, but you know because of that like way of setting up the the door opening mechanisms. They can play around with you need to maneuver yourself until you're in a certain place to get everything lined up, and so th- there's a lot of there's a lot of simple things that they do, and they're like, all right, let's just add a little puzzle here and a little puzzle here, and they're not real complicated, but they you know they they provide a little bit of texture for each each area. Yeah. So and and, and the one other one I really liked that that was just a little bit different is when you can see. Uh, you can see the vine that you need to like cut, but it's on the other side of a door, and so you can't actually throw your axe through the door. So you need to go around the side, throw your axe like into the wall, then come back to the front and summon it back to you. Yeah. So it hits, you know, on the other side. I think that's the first time in the, in the game you really have to do that, where you you have to place your axe somewhere, then move, and then call it to you, and it's the path back to you, not the path away from you. That, that triggers what needs to be triggered. I thought that was simple but effective. Yeah, and they did that with the uh, the lowering of the 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 platforms. There was that one uh, chess puzzle that you had to hit the runes, and they had a rune that was actually you had to keep going down in order to find it, kind of thing. Uh, they do a really good job with that stuff, um, and it, it makes you want to get all of them. Because you're like, oh, I, yep. I, it's, it's somewhere around here. I know it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, they're not spread out too far, and they're not so terribly hard that I'll just give up on them. Yeah. Uh, although I have missed one or two now. There was... There was the one with the door. Like, I couldn't figure it out. Like, the after you finish this area and you're walking back out. Um, Where you're in the outside bit? No, it was never... It was like... You were going back through, and it's completely dark. There's a door to the right that you had to hit these symbols, and I couldn't figure out why it was it was shifting again. And I was like, "What?" I was like, "I, I, I don't know." But, um, so 
uh, one of my favorite parts was tr- me physically trying to figure out one of these puzzles. It was to, to get into the hive, the main area. And there's tons of these like sinew uh, grasps. I don't know what to call them. Uh, and like probably six or seven. And you had to hit them in different orders in order yep. to, to get inside. And the whole time, Atreus is like, it's not going to work. Like we can't yeah. figure it out. And Kratos is ever so slightly getting more annoyed each time. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, he's like, I require silence. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, finally got it. I didn't actually have to look that up, but it was just funny having to like figure the stuff out. And the game knows you're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but eventually we do make it into the hive. And this is when I was like, this is cool. Because uh, when you go into the hive that is covering up this light you can see these like columns of like the, the sinew stuff and you can see them like, like the elves are like flying to the columns and like resting there. Like you would see a wasp do. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, that's really cool. Cause they're like, they're like so insect like, and then yep, you, this, you, this is their hive. Yeah. Yeah. And this, th- it was great because it, you go into like this crazy mode of just killing random guys yeah right there at the end before you get to the column or when you're at the column of light yeah 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 you really you really cut through them like one hit kill all of them and there's you must kill what 40 or 50 of them maybe i I kill a ton yeah just barreling through them uh but when we make it to the column of light um atreus can still hear these voices talking to him yeah, and he keeps asking Kratos, like, D- did you hear that? Yeah. But uh, in this column, he's definitely hearing him. And uh, Atreus touches the column, and it burns him. And so I, I'm assuming Kratos I, realizes that since he is a god, it won't hurt him. So he decides... He's also got the Bifrost. I don't know if that helps him at all, since he needs to absorb it. True. So he decides to go into the light. He gives Atreus his axe and says, use it as a last resort. And uh, Atreus is like, you're giving me your axe? He's no, I'm letting you hold it. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a I gift. Also, I was just, just reminded of the comment that, that Atreus made. Like <laughs> when Kratos picks up one of the crystals to move it, I think it might have been before this area. But uh, and he's like, what? What? Are you just going to carry that around all the time? And he's like, yes. I think I, that was actually afterwards, I believe, because oh. that's when that because after you come back from the light, that's when he has the ability to shoot light arrows. Yeah, but uh, so uh, <laughs> he gives Atreus his axe and traverses into the light, and we're playing as Kratos here, walking around this this light world. Looks like yeah, it looks like a dream almost. Yeah, and it's it's all part of Midgar, not Midgar. Is it Midgar? Midgard? Midgard. Midgar is Final Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Midgard. And um, you eventually run back into this the, the home of uh, of Kratos. 
And the entire time he's hearing Faye's voice. Which he hasn't believed, Atreus, that he has heard her voice or that she has any possibility of still being alive. Yeah. Um, and he's constantly following the voice. He also hears Atreus talking about how, you know, you, you, you leave me and you leave me with him. And yeah, that's a pretty intense part. Yeah, he's always gone. He never come, He never stays. Why are you leaving me with him? Uh, and he makes it to the top of this hill, and he's almost to the part where he can reach Faye, or at least he thinks he can, and he gets pulled out of the light. Uh, Atreus pulls him out, and he's like, I was almost there. Why did you do that? He's like, you've been gone for a real long time. And Kratos looks around, and there's dead bodies everywhere. <laughs> yeah, dozens of them. Atreus was like fighting for his life for ages, it looks like. Yeah. And uh, what he felt was only mere moments was, I don't know how long. They never actually allude to how long he was in there. I would yeah. assume I would assume probably a few hours. Yeah, I was going to say a couple hours, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we have the light, and we can now use we basically give Atreus's bow the ability to shoot light arrows, which is now a new way to solve puzzles. This is the item we got in this dungeon that now helps us get out of this dungeon. Um, so uh, now we can shoot these light crystals that then form bridges. Uh, and there's puzzles in puzzles there because you can also pick up some of these light crystals and put them in different places. Um, so, uh, after coming back out of the light, we have basically restored this world. Um, the light is now all over this world again, and we can now pretty much leave. So, one of the endearing things I love is that they make you go back through this area, uh, and it's not as long or difficult this time. Uh, and it's definitely different because there's some areas of this where it's completely dark and you have to use the light to light your way. Yeah. Um, and there's tons of chests that you could originally see but couldn't get to, but now you can. So, of course, you know, I'm having to make a couple of detours along the way. Um, you also, on the bridge back, you get that the one chest where... There's the two halves of the platform that you have to like raise and lower, uh, and and basically it was a little bit awkward because two of the um, t two of the runes that you have to get only show up for a split second when the platform is just about to raise when it switches direction. Right. I I almost gave up on that one. But I, I got it in the end. Yeah. Um. But going, I, mean, I, I hate to skip it, but we have to. Like, you know, we traverse this area again. Yeah. But um. Uh, at the end of this, we run back into the the big elf chieftain guy and have a boss fight with him. This guy was a joke. Yep. I had no issues out of this guy. Um, and we can probably bring it up here 
because I know Matt, you want to talk about it, but um, I have been outfitting both Kratos and Atreus. Uh, I have pretty much upgraded Atreus exclusively because the faster his arrows recharge, the faster I can stun a guy and do an yeah. instant kill. And some of Atreus' stuff is fantastic. I'm using the wolves. I know that as one of his, his like one of his other abilities. That's that's the uh that is the ability we get after we kill this guy. Yeah. Um but yeah, Atreus, man, he he'll like he'll jump on top of a guy and start stabbing him in the back. Um I have it up And then really. leap off and shoot. Yeah, yeah I like off. how I like how you can influence like he does that on his own when he leaps on somebody's back. Yeah. But I like how at any point in that process you can take control of him, have him leap off and then still stun him. Exactly. And you can basically stun lock a guy, especially once you get his arrows to recharge like fast enough. Yeah. yeah. So I have definitely been upgrading him. And I haven't upgraded my my ranged attack um at all really um i have upgraded a lot of his um uh kratos's like uh i the the uh one of the big ones god what's it called uh permafrost uh permafrost is nice because as long as you keep dodging and keep attacking you yep. you automatically just freeze dudes yeah, I like how Kratos himself gets covered in the frost. Yeah. And you can combo that with the, the not runes, what's it called? The um, yeah, runic attacks, I think is what it's called. Yep. And I've got one runic attack. It's a light runic attack where um, he does basically like a like a whirlwind spin. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen that one. I haven't. Haven't used it though. That is fantastic because if you got like two or three guys around you, you like go in and start attacking one guy and then activate that. That one guy you've been hitting is pretty much dead, and the other two guys get knocked way back. So you get guys yeah. off of you really easily that way. Yeah, that's good because for both of my my main runic attacks, I'm using AOE effects just for that same reason. I feel like. There's a lot of fights here where there's multiple people around you, and I just want, you know, I, I need some breathing room. Right. So I've been doing that. And to be honest with you, as far as equipment goes, I haven't changed much. I I, I finally, in this playthrough, purchased, like had some crafted, and then upgraded them. But I have focused almost primarily on strength. Mm -hmm. I am all about just hacking and slashing. So I've, so gear level. So it's weird because every time you, you bring your stats up, your gear level will go up after you get a certain threshold. I'm still at like level two as far as my gear goes, but okay. What? No, I'm, I'm trying to think of where I am. I really want to take a picture so I could get in pour over the details. I think I'm, Midway through level three. Okay, I'm close to level three, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, but I'm wearing right now. When I stopped playing, I was wearing all blue armor, 
So blue chest, mm-hmm. uh, wrist, and uh, legs. Um, but I've primarily focused on strength, like the entire time. Yeah, me too. I also have a ton, like, between all the enchantments and all the different pieces of armor. You know, I might be using six or seven, but I've got, like, 70, I feel like. And I keep picking them up. I've even got, like, purple and yellow level weapons that I can't buy. Um, but they're there every time I visit Sidri. Now I can see all these things that I could purchase if I had the ability to. Right. Um, so, you know, there's a lot out there, which is another nice incentive, but... Yeah, right now I'm picking up, like, loads of blue-level items, and to be honest, I can't necessarily tell if they're any better or worse than the ones I've got, because they all tend to shift some stats up and some stats down. It's not as clear that any one is an upgrade over any other one. Yeah. I guess it's really on how you want to spec your character. Yeah, which is... You know, kind of cool in its own way. You've got a lot of options here. Yeah, there's tons of options. So, like the runic stuff. If you if you upgrade your character based on runic, then other things can proc, like extra abilities, like mm. with certain with certain um, equipment or certain types of uh, like runic attacks and stuff like that. If, is that just upgrades tied to your runic level, or is that? beyond that that is up so if you have to have your runic to like a hundred to make this special ability proc when you use this runic attack kind of thing ah okay yeah um so there's there's like stipulations on this it goes really deep considering i'm like the bad thing is i'm not paying attention to a lot of it because i feel like i'm just going with strength which probably is a bad idea for me but you know, coming from a hardcore Diablo player, I probably should be looking at this stuff to see what synergizes <laughs> the most. Yeah. But uh I just haven't. So but um Yeah, because I, I feel like this game so far, I mean maybe on the harder difficulties, but so far this game you can pretty much you know, brute force your but way mesh. through it. Yeah. You can you can brute force your way through this game if you want to. At least on the normal difficulty. Yep. But uh, so after killing the uh, the um, chieftain guy, uh, before he dies, he says something, and uh, seems like Atreus understood what he said, and he said that we have made a grave mistake. Um, which I, I I get the feeling is probably going to come and, and bite us in the ass. Yep, we 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 meddled where we probably shouldn't have meddled. Yeah, but uh, I guess we'll find out. Um, so after beating the chieftain, we then travel back to Midgard. Uh, along the way. I picked up uh, two side quests, one from Brock, one from Sindri. I decided to go after the one from Sindri, which was basically just like a gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> did you do this one? Uh, I, I know I did one for Sindri, at least. Is it the one looking for the whetstone? 
Oh, in Fafnir's Horde? Yes. No, I haven't done that one yet. Actually. Okay, yeah. Um, I did that one. I did not do Brock's yet. So, um, but I decided, eh, I got a little more time. Let me let me progress this story a little bit because I feel like I can always just come back and do these side quests if I want to. Yeah. So I decided to go back to our, the mountain because the whole point of going to this this other light realm was to get this light that we could then dispel the the black black breath black breath. I was going to say black smoke, but this black breath. So we make it back up to the mountain, um, and uh, I should say before that, uh, there's 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 a pretty good little moment there uh, with um, Kratos and Atreus uh, as they're making their way back to the gate that allows them to go back to Midgar. Um, Atreus kind of s- snaps off to Kratos a little bit uh, when they talk about his mother. And uh, says that he didn't really care if she was dead. And uh, he stopped him real quick and said, whoa. Yeah. You grieve how you want to. I grieve how I want to. And said, uh, and he also, I like how he's like, one of us has to be focused during this time. <laughs> and it's obviously not you. Um. But yeah, making it back to uh, the Midgard, uh, I, that's when I decided to do that side quest. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, going up to the mountain, uh, we're able to dispel the, the Black Breath with the light. And we go now into the mouth of the mountain. Uh, this is, uh, we. Uh, I think Atreus recognizes that the door... Um, is used by giants, the Jutten, yeah. J- Jotun, and uh, he says he feels like this may lead to like a giant territory. Uh, I do like the little the little anecdote uh, as we're traversing this area. Yeah. It's like uh, this this uh this these hallways look a little bit too small for giants, <laughs> and uh, Atreus laughs at him. And says, uh, they're not actually giants. They're just, that's just what they call the race of people. Yeah, some are big, some are small. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't you know anything, Dad? Don't you know anything? You never paid attention to your history lessons, did you? <laughs> uh, which I do see a dead body of one. Uh, they are relatively big, but they're not a giant, like, as big as a house kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah... I travel through this area. I would say I'm close to the end of it, but I stopped here. Yeah, I was, and this I was is... legit on this on this Skype call with Matt when I stopped. <laughs> yeah, this is there's just a lot of you know, it, it it's not boring, but it's it's just, you know, it's just progression. Right? There's not necessarily a lot of story that happens in here. Uh, you know, there's puzzles, there's fights, there's, I think the end part, you, did you get to the part where you start, uh, I think it's probably the end of this section where you need to start riding up to the top. 
The last thing I did was I crawled through an area that was a bunch of dead bodies because traps had been set. And when I came out of it, um, Atreus was like, yeah, all the, all those people who died before us set off all the traps. So we're good. And that was it. Which I feel like I probably put four hours into this game. If not more. But I've only did two. Yeah. According to our fact that we're going by, I've did two chapters. I'm not even halfway through this game. I know Chad gave us <laughs> a good stopping point, which let me see what he said here. He gave us like an easy one, and then in, if you want to push yourself, here's the you know here's the halfway point. Okay, so he said, uh, "Good stopping point would be right before you head towards Helheim. That's about thirty eight percent through the story." If you want to push to the midway point, there will be an obvious emergency that only the witch can help with. And that's it. I asked him, so I was like, I, I don't think I've hit either of those points. So you haven't went to Helheim? No. Okay. But you say you're probably about three hours ahead of me? Yeah. Are you time traveling, Chad? Is this what is happening here? Because I feel like this game is only 20 hours, right? I think the way we're playing it, I think I read more like 25. But, okay. You know, because but... at least I'm, I'm doing like, I'm trying every little path. Like, I every time I'm in an area, when I see the exit, I immediately turn around. I guess I do that in most games. Immediately turn around and look look for some crevices. Maybe maybe I did what I did the second episode of um of uh oh what was it called uh robot dinosaur game uh Horizon Horizon <laughs> You remember the second episode of Horizon apparently I'd only like I I felt like I put 5 hours into the game but I did nothing in it Yeah yeah I feel like that's what I did here but I, I swear I put at least four hours into this game. And I guess the one thing that this doesn't have as a time sink is, like, crafting. Yeah. Because, like, the menus are actually pretty complex in this game. Holy crap. Can we like, talk about that for a second? Because it, the equipment, the enchantments, the the ability, runic abilities on top of your skills that you can do this it's, yep. it's overly complicated to me it also gives me a lot of anxiety every time i open that menu and i see all these like bright yellow exclamation marks so in my mind i open that menu i'm like here's all the things you've missed idiot yeah and then you know and then i go in there and i'm like oh this is something that's not relevant to me because it's worse than what i've got yeah, that's that's my thing. It's like should i upgrade this? Am i wasting my money upgrading this? You know? Because I'm, yep. I'm upgrading this, but I mean, am I going to get something better in like two hours? You know? Yep. I, I... Yeah, it's got the quest tab. It's got... Does it have a lore tab? 
yeah, there's a lore tab. Uh, there's the world map, which is huge. I I like it's. I feel like it's just a little overwhelming to me. Which I mean, it's great to have that stuff because you know the people who really want to dig into this game can, and I really want to dig into this game. But every time I look at those menus, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't like. I'm still using this. The legit, the first heavy runic attack I got, I'm still using it. Yeah, me too. And I feel like, should I, should I, and that's the thing, you can upgrade those. You can spend hack silver or whatever it's called to, to upgrade those. No, you can use experience points to upgrade those. I'm like, well, am I wasting my experience points here? Should I be getting skills or should I be upgrading these abilities? So do you think it's a lack of clarity as to what, what, what's a benefit? Or do you think it's a lack of like walking you like a bit of a tutorial to walk you through all the menus or I don't think it's a lack of tutorial by any means. I just feel like there's such a giant smorgasbord of options here. Yeah. And I'm just like, here's, here's the reason why, because in Diablo that game revolves around you synergizing with your abilities and your equipment In God of war you don't need to do any of that. In God of War, you need to press the R1 button a bunch of times. And there is no... I feel like I'm A, wasting my time by worrying about this stuff because I can still progress through this game without having to worry about it. Colored loot is really only good for a game like that... that I don't know. I, I I don't know how to I don't know how to even say this because I, I like this game a lot, but there's a lot of stuff that I'm just like I don't know if I need this. I don't need this. Yeah, it does. You know, it does have some layers that you can overlook. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is that is that good because it's there for those who want it, or is it a you know maybe a not great design choice because. They haven't tailored the game to make you need it. I mean, you could take it either way, I guess. <laughs> because, I mean, it, it's great because I don't have to worry about it, you know? I just, you know, I, I, I pause the game to maybe look at the map occasionally and pause the game to save it. And do you think if the game gets harder, that will be better because it'll force you to think about this stuff more? I feel like yes on harder difficulties, yeah. Because you know. I haven't really found this game to be very hard at all. I mean, I've died a few times, but... Sure. Nothing, you know, nothing aggravating, I would say. Yeah. My- and nothing where I've died and then I haven't been able to come back and just beat it easily the next, you know, ten seconds later. Right. So I, I have found multiple items in uh, the Elf Realm. Alfheim, mm-hmm. that there, the ability is you take like 15% less damage from Dark Elf attacks. And I'm like, this is absolutely useless to me. Why even have this in the game? When I, I'm, I'm going to leave this realm, will the Dark Elves show back up? Maybe. I don't know. But A, I don't think I'm going to fight these guys again. B, even if I do fight these guys again, I don't need this. 
Yeah, I was going to say, is that kind of like your easy button? Because you get the same thing right after this where, you know, it's it's block 15% of all ice attacks or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have, sure, but it's completely unnecessary. I feel like that's that's what that 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 is my description of the equipment and skills in this game. But what if you just weren't very good at this game and you needed something like that? You don't. I mean, that's the thing is, I don't feel like I'm very good at this game. Like I, I, I don't know. I feel like I've gotten better. I, I right when we got to Elfheim, I I had a little bit of trouble because. The, some of the first fights with the dark elves when they're like swarming around you, I was just like, "Whoa, where are they coming from?" There's, they're everywhere. Uh, you know, but I, but I, I kind of felt like I adapted to that pretty quickly. That that's the thing is that you you learn enemy patterns. Yeah, that's that 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 is your that is your upgrade. You know, you you don't need a a item to to help you take less damage from them. You learn their patterns. You learn how to fight them. That's that's you know you level up. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean that, that level that's up your skills exactly. That's that's the best way to describe it. Because in in essence, this game is still a a action game. It's still a hack and slash game. The more yeah. you play them, the more you're going to learn how to fight it. You know. So yep. I just don't feel like I don't know. Like I feel like a lot of this stuff is unnecessary. I mean, it's there for a reason. I mean, it's there because, you know, for the people who want to, like, synergize and, and like, I, I don't think I'll ever get my runic up enough to, to actually proc any of these abilities. And you know what? I don't need them. I don't need the abilities. Then again, we may hit a brick wall 50% of the way through this game and say, oh, you know, you really do need to look at your skills and stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll find out. Apparently, I have just scratched the surface of this game. <laughs> just getting started. And if put probably 10 hours into it, I feel like. So, whatever. But yeah, that's, that's all I can talk about, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, how, there's some... How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of big things that happen in the next three hours, I would say. Um. You know, story-wise and fight-wise and traversal-wise. So the game is certainly moving along fast enough given the fact that I don't feel like we, you know, we, we've made as much progress as we thought we would have. So I don't feel like it's stagnating, which would be my concern if we were playing for five, six hours and doesn't feel like you've actually accomplished all that much, is that it would get boring. I don't, I don't feel bored at all. No, not at all. They, it has that sense of progression that just feels good if it was if it was any shorter it would feel like it was being rushed but if it was any longer it would be it would get boring or monotonous yep and the levels are certainly a bit longer like you know if we if you look back at call of cthulhu those levels were so fast a lot of them were yeah i mean you know 30 minutes here 30 minutes there and you know you're popping along Part of that was just the pacing. Part of that was there was nothing else to do other than continue the story. This has a lot of other bits and pieces to it. So, you know, yeah, um, I, I still feel like I'm learning new parts. You know, there, there's definitely 
definitely areas that I wasn't able to access before that I am now, and I, you know, I'm looking forward to being able to uh, progress as well as you know backtrack. I, I don't know. So far, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. So that uh, I am too. I think it's I think it's still great. Like uh, the puzzles, discovery and exploration in this game is well done. You know, anytime I'm in this open area, I'm like, oh, what's over here? And what's over here? I know where that leads. That leads to the next story beat. I'm not worried about that right now. I'm worried about everything else around here, you know? And it does a great job with that. Like, it really does. Um, Yeah, I I guess I just need to play more of it. (laughs) Did, Did you do that one rune chest where... It was sitting on like a little circular platform and there was just like eight different gongs around it. Yes. And you couldn't see the runes. You just had to figure out which ones they were. Yeah, because one of them, some of them would make a the gong sound and other ones wouldn't. Yeah. And yeah. if you hit them in the wrong order, it would like reset, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few of them. I'm just like, I don't know how I figured this out. <laughs> or, or I never figured this out. It just worked. Yeah. You know, and I was like, eh, it's, I've already upgraded my health twice. I've already, yep. I've, I'm one more blood mead away from upgrading my, my rage twice. And this, you only upgrade them three times, right? Cause I remember getting the first apple and it said there's nine in here. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just like, okay, so I can only upgrade one more time and I'm not halfway through this game. <laughs> so I don't know. I I don't know. I I'm feeling good though. It's 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 a it's definitely a fun game. And I and like I said well before we started recording, I love the fact that I can totally like spam the axe throw and kill a guy and not worry about him. Because I have yep. cheesed a couple of higher level enemies by doing just that. Yep, and I, I like how you can take out different people almost like with one set of actions. So it reminds me, like in Killzone, I really like playing as the class where you can set up a turret, and so you can be you can be shooting a guy down one alley, and your turret's shooting a guy down another alley. I like that being able to like branch out a little bit. So I really like in this game that like. I can throw my axe at someone, freeze that person, and then completely ignore them for a minute, and then have Atreus stunlock another person with his arrows, and then I can go beat on a third person, all like without having to break the flow, right? It's all it's all one motion, and you know I can just all of a sudden I've got three three enemies incapacitated. Yeah, and it, it feels kind of powerful, and not just Kratos being powerful. You know, because you could always have bigger spells and bigger attacks, but the fact that I can coordinate, freeze one guy, stun one guy, and hit one guy like that—that's my doing that. And that, you know, you do do get a bit bit of a, a sense of empowerment here. It's not just the brutality that the the early games were kind of impressive, like the way you rip people in half. You still definitely do that in this game, but I, I like you know, it's not really tactical, but it's a bit more. Uh, you know, you you can handle multiple threats at the same time. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So far, not much god action. Yeah, not other than just being really strong. Yeah, well, I'm saying for, for Kratos, I'm, enemy I'm, gods. I'm talking about enemy gods. 
so far we've ran into one. Yeah. And that's good, disappointing to me. But still a lot of game left. Yep. I'm still... I'll say you, your next three hours, like the, the last three hours were very much like combat and traversal. The next three hours, there's a lot of story beats, a lot of boss fights. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, I think we stopped just before you get another round of, of big events happening. Right. I saw I saw that one of the realms you can go to is Asgard. I want to go to Asgard. I, I want to fight. I want to fight Thor. <laughs> I, I want to fight Odin. And there better be a freaking story beat or a boss fight with Loki or I'm going to be very upset. I mean, you have one of the best. You have the trickster. You ha- you have the ultimate deceiver in this world. Use him, please. <laughs> yeah. I get. Th- Why do I get the feeling he's not in this game? Maybe he's awaiting. For the- he's in the sequel. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in the sequel, but we'll find out. I'm sorry, yeah, Chad. Apparently, I, don't even know what's going to happen in this game. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, With ridiculous theories. I do want to apologize to Chad. Unfortunately, I, I looked at your email briefly, and you mentioned things that I have never heard of before, so I'm not going to read it <laughs> because I don't want any type of spoilers or anything like that. Um, and that's my fault because I didn't make it far enough. Um. But, uh, yeah, we will definitely read that off on the next episode. I'm going to try my best to play as much as I can. Um, my work schedule is insane, but we're going to make it through it. But, uh, if you would like to send us an email, it is drew at ztgd.com. Um, you can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. No, I am not. I am at Drew Leachman. <laughs> Uh, Matt is at REMGS and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, but yeah, I know it's a little short show, but that's okay. Uh, I do apologize once again that I didn't make it as far as I should have. Um, and, uh, I will try to make it up for the next episode. It's a journey. Yes, it is. Two of us and Kratos and Treyos were both on journeys. Yep. We're gonna, we're gonna get on our boat. We're gonna go up river. And we're going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. I have that movie memorized, so. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, that's going to be it for us. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the continuation of God of War.